Hello and welcome to another episode of Uni Sharks. I, Lemon Shark, is our host today. Um, so today I wanted to talk about um, this book that Mako Shark and I have read and we discovered a couple of months back. And our, our lovely friend Hammerhead Shark is going to give his <laughs> opinion on Yeah, he's here too. Just <laughs> <laughs> he still exists. We're going to advertise the book idea to him and see what he thinks. <laughs> but yeah, so this book is called Aliens... How do you say it again? Failings. 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 Uh, well, yeah. we'll include a name in the description so whoever's watching this can go check that out and support the author. So it says Aliens, and that includes the franchise Alien, the movie with Sigourney Weaver back when was it, the 70s? 79. Yeah, 79. Or 78. So what makes this book yeah. interesting? Uh, yeah, 70, around that time. But anyways, what makes this book um, interesting is that it's those aliens, the xenomorphs, but on a medieval planet. So I know it sounds kind of weird. I thought I didn't, I didn't know what to think about it at first, but it's actually quite interesting. And I kind of want to, I just want to read off the first like little description of it. So how do you pronounce that again? <laughs> we'll have our, our friend Hammerhead, Hammerhead. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't even know what they're trying to go for, but yeah, it's like a tag, you know, yeah, or Atagina, or something like that. Yeah, kind of like, you know how, what's the name of, you know Elon Musk's kid's name? Kyle? Yeah, it looks a little bit like that, <laughs> the way it's spelled. <laughs> yeah, the way it's spelled, yeah. And and then there's a person named uh, Halia of Lemeth Hold. I don't know. Well, at least they're being creative with the names, right? Yeah. It's not like Garth Mill. Garth Mill? <laughs> yeah. no, no, Garfield. Get back to the fort, Garth Mill. Garth Mill. Stop eating my lasagna. <laughs> Gosh dang it. But yeah, sorry. Yeah. Sorry there, Lemon. No, uh, yeah, it's it's a little synopsis <laughs> that you want to share. Yeah. No, no, it's all good. It's all good. I mean, you, you can still read it if you want. Here, read this. We'll just read it off the second paragraph. It looks nicer anyways. Oh, all right. Uh, let's see. Adagina is an isolate. Okay. Just this part. Oh, okay. Swarms of lethal creatures with black husks, murderous claws, barbed tails, and dreaded tooth tongues rage across the land. Terrified survivors hide in ruined mountain keeps where they eke out a meager existence. Skilled runners travel the treacherous paths between keeps, maintaining trade and sharing information. If caught, they die screaming. (laughs) Yeah, it's very interesting. So yeah, it's I, it's kind of cringe. I thought it was cringy at first when I first picked it up. It's like, well, tooth tons and black demons. But at the same time, though, it's like I guess it makes sense if like these xenomorphs appeared in a medieval planet. That's probably what they would call them. But but yeah, I thought it was a very interesting take on the Alien franchise. Um, it was definitely something different, and I liked how it was. Even though like it took place on like a planet and not in space, it's still like really terrifying. Just like the whole concept, because like these people have no weapons to defend against these xenomorphs and. Their only chance is to like hide away from them. But yeah. Anyways, uh yeah. Mako Shark, wanna give your thoughts on it? Yeah, like um it is just kind of an interesting departure because Aliens started off as a sci-fi horror, you know, and then this book takes place at kind of a medieval technology level, like you were saying. So they're trying to fight, you know, aliens with nothing but shields and spears and tactics. <laughs> tactics, yeah. So there's no like giant mech suit for Ripley to crawl into this time. It's just them with what they have trying to survive. 
So, and, um, yeah, I'll admit the names are a little weird, like, which hopefully we got across by now. But, um. What did you think of the characters? Especially the main character. Um. Yeah, she was okay. Like, (laughs) yeah, we're trying, like, not to spoil too much. Um, yeah, the characters are mostly okay. They're not, like, not like going to carry the franchise forward or anything like that, I guess, but no, I mean, they're not, Rip- they're not Ripley, I guess. That's the best I can say, but, um, no, yeah, they're not bad. Yeah. I thought they were interesting. There's, um, so I guess for a little synopsis, so basically everyone in this world lives in like little, like lives in, lives in little caves and they're, they're only, they're basically trying to survive or hide away from the xenomorphs and the xenomorphs just, have killed off like pretty much 90 percent of the whole civilization so our main character which i'm not even going to pronounce her name she it's a she yeah she their job is to like run across each um hold i guess or each um outpost wherever everyone's hiding at and try to avoid the xenomorphs just by like stealth and it's really intense because half the time people half the people that go out don't come back so it's very intense but yeah i definitely recommend uh checking out that book we'll link uh We'll put a name of it in the description. Actually, I did remember... Sorry, now that he's describing it, I'm getting all these memories back. So, going back to the characters, they actually did kind of progress throughout the story. They're not just one note. Like, you see them, how they encounter different obstacles and how they handle them, each individually. So, some of them get a little more callous, some of them get a little more human, you know. And sometimes they revert back to type. So, they do grow as characters, and for that reason, and as well as, you know, the dialogue and everything else, it is an extremely well-written book. Like, I was really surprised how good it was. Yeah, I really liked how, when I read it, it, like, really drew me in, and I was really, like, invested in the story of these people. It's like, dang, how these people are going to survive, and whatnot. The main character, like, wants to have a family and whatnot, but she refuses because she wants to give her children something better than the life of hiding away and whatnot. Yeah, she's, like, a strong, independent woman, but she's not a toxic, independent woman. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. And, like, a lot of the questions I had, like, how did they end up here, and how did the aliens show up, they do explain that by the end of the story. So, and by that point, there's actually kind of a big twist, and that's when, you know, your investment goes 110%. So. Yeah, that's what I definitely liked about the book. It um, it didn't just, like, say, like, a what-if situation, like, oh, let's just have aliens appear, no, appear out of nowhere on this medieval planet, but they actually explain, like, how they showed up and everything, and it ties it back into the whole franchise. I almost feel like it would have been a better movie than Covenant. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, a lot of movies would have been better than Covenant. (laughs) Yeah. Or whatever the heck Prometheus was supposed to be. I know, right? They should have done, they should have made a movie of this book rather than that. Yeah. But but anyways, um, Hammerhead Shark, you've actually seen Covenant. I've seen, you've seen seen Covenant? I've seen both the new movies. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, I don't, I remember parts, but I remember, I don't even remember what the order was. The first one that came out, um, with the new Ripley girl, um, I think it was Covenant, the first one. No, it was Prometheus. Prometheus. Yeah, yeah. I remember Prometheus a lot more, probably because I watched it a couple of times. Um, and if it was by itself, it like not having the alien franchise to back it up, it would have done okay. Um, 
but since it was connected to the alien, it kind of ruined a lot of things. But <clears throat> um, I don't know. Kind of change the topic on with Prometheus. I like she liked the main character, even if a lot of things kind of were kind of stupid in that movie. But she was still a pretty cool character, just not up to Ripley. Um, but going to the book though, as a standard bystander, yeah. Um, I just want to know since it's medieval, like, do they launch an alien in a trebuchet? No. See, that would have been like a whole new level of fun. I think. <laughs> but <laughs> like, okay, if it, I'm not reading it. But <laughs> I'm joking. Um, we don't usually read books, though, do you? Oh, I. It's been years. I'm I used to like swine cultured. <laughs> like I have a lot of Tolkien's books. Um, I really enjoy Tolkien. Semi-cultured swine. Oh, shush. <laughs> um, There's a lot of manga though. Yeah, no, I used to read a lot more manga. I mean, I do on my tablet, but manga. Get out of here. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know. I'm wondering if there's like an alien, uh, like fan made manga. Or well, there's probably comics. Oh yeah, right. there's lots of comics. Okay then, yeah, then yeah, I could read those. That'd be pretty fun. There's even the uh, Alien versus Predator versus Terminator comic. Oh yeah, that one was pretty epic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one sounded interesting. I haven't yeah. read it, but I've seen stills. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like amazing, but it was just really fun watching them go at it. It was really ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it was a kind of like dumb fun, like Superman versus a Predator. Yeah, I mean, Superman vs. Predator. Yeah, yeah, I think I enjoyed Superman vs. Predator a bit more, but as I, I read it when I was in junior high, so I don't know. I probably think different. I'll probably judge it differently now if I read it now, but it was fun. Like, but it wasn't really like all three of them at once. The Terminators were basically using the xenomorphs of the aliens to like enhance their technology. So like the Terminator became like alien hybrid or alien Terminator hybrids. Kind of like the. Second Predator versus Aliens. Where there is an alien predator. Predalien. Yeah, yeah. So it'd be like them. Arnold Schwarzenegger with acid blood, because that'd actually be terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, okay. Um, well, it has, it's called Aliens Failings. So it does it follow after movie aliens or is it kind of a standalone in the alien universe i'd say it's a standalone but yeah. it's a standalone okay yeah. okay because there's because there's alien and then aliens and the aliens okay no but um <laughs> aliens is it it's just alien three and four right they don't do they have titles oh uh, the fourth alien. one's like resurrection or something yeah yeah that was, have you seen it i've only seen the up to the third, where oh. they're in like the jail. Oh, <laughs> we should watch the fourth one sometimes. That one, that one's a hot mess, but it's fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I've been wanting to watch the fourth one. Goofy mid two thousands horror. Oh, but like one of my <laughs> one of my friends that has the collection, the aliens collection. He says you can watch three because it's okay, even though it ruins everything in the second movie. <laughs> but it's, it's still kind of fun. It still kind of has that alien horror nest to it you know it's dark no one can see anything people are getting picked off you want to, you want to explain what happens in, or the kind of main premise of the third one it's been it's been oh, too yeah. long since i watched it all i remember is 
Ripley and the girl, they crash land on this planet, essentially. Um, and it's like a holding planet. It's like, no offense, I have a couple friends in Australia, but it's kind of like Australia in the 1700s where they kept all the prisoners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's like a prison colony? <laughs> yeah, yeah, if I remember right. But I could be wrong. That could just be the prison section on that planet or a meteor or something like that. I don't, I don't remember those my, that much detail. So you say the main issue you have with that movie is that it kind of gets what happened to the second movie where like Ripley and Newt like or survive, but then they just kind of throw them under the bus. Yeah. Okay. Have you seen the th- um, makeup? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> that out. Yeah. <laughs> um, I haven't seen it, but I've read enough about it that I know how it goes. Like I know that Newt and the other guy die in the beginning. Yeah. Which is kind of like, well, what was the point then? That'd be like, if an Empire Strikes Back, Han and Leia died in the first 10 minutes of the movie. Yeah, yeah like, it just took the soul out of the out of the whole deal we got going here. Yeah, because it was, it was that little ray of, like, hope, I guess. Um, that, you know, other people survived other than the main character. Yeah. Plus, it was sweet, oh. You know, Ripley just lost her daughter, and then she kind of finds a new one with Newt, and then yeah. she starts kind of forming a little relationship with the last soldier guy. Yeah. So, but then, you know, relationships are like one of those driving, one of the driving forces of any story. It just gets tossed out the window. Yeah, I feel like Alien 3 would have been better if it had new characters. They could have kept the franchise going if they, I mean, if it, if, from a business standpoint, it's been terrible because their main star is Ripley and Sigourney Weaver. But I feel like it'd been kind of a cool direction if they like just kind of took it and started following other characters for once, you know? Yeah, so I guess for that reason, Ripley's kind of the best and the worst thing about the franchise because she is like one of the best. I I'd say one of the best movie characters ever made. But then they started leaning on her too heavily, where they started making really convoluted stories so that she would still be around, like clones and all this other nonsense. She lived long enough to see herself become the villain. Yeah, <laughs> pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Like, like we talked about, you know, they have her daughter and everything. They could have easily done a story with that. Yeah, and they made a video game about her that had a pretty decent story. Yeah, the story wasn't bad. Um, I mean, but the gameplay was really good. Everyone, a lot of people liked it. Well, it's a love-hate relationship. Yeah, but <laughs> for sure. Yeah, you know, like I've been saying for years, they should make a second one where you play as Newt when the alien infestation starts. Oh, does her surviving until? Yeah, like the starting of Aliens. Yeah, like that is a video game that could be really scary. Yeah, playing as a kid. Yeah. Yeah, but then that'll be a really controversial. Uh huh. I mean, because you can't not die in Alien. You can't not die in Alien. Yeah, like it like, is. They they don't want to have like a little child get brutally murdered by an yeah, alien. Yeah, yeah, exactly, game. exactly. I mean, you can always just like go black, and like or dark or whatever you know, and it just covers the scene. But just the idea of kids dying was really not. Sit well with the media, or yeah. the culture. Yeah, because yeah. I'm 
Oh, yeah, that's fair. Because, like, one of the reasons why I just straight up hate the second Alien vs. Predator is because there's, like, a kid and a bunch of pregnant women that die in it. And I think even in horror movies, that's kind of crossing the line. Yeah, I mean, it's going to happen in real life. Well, okay. Alien's not real. <laughs> that we know. But if an alien, an alien wouldn't, like, draw the line with kids and pregnant women. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just another target. Yeah, but, like... When you're making a story like a book or a movie, you still have like boundaries. Yeah. And people will see it that way. So I think that was one of the reasons that movie didn't do too well. Well, I'd say there's a lot of different reasons why the movie didn't do well. Like, oh, yeah. For not one, many. not only was it like dark thematically, but like it was just so dark, the lighting wise, you couldn't see anything. <laughs> like, if I watched it, like, you couldn't see. Like, they have these really cool props, these really cool costumes for the Predalien and the Predator, but yet you can hardly see it. <laughs> like, what the frick dudes? And it kind of felt, the whole movie felt like a freaking fan-made film. Like, yeah. <laughs> like how is this made by like a freaking studio with millions of dollars on their back, you know? Yeah, I remember <laughs> someone saying, like, I don't like this movie. It's too dark. Oh, yeah. I mean, it does get pretty brutal. No, I mean, it's literally too dark. I can't <laughs> see what's going on. Yeah. I, okay. Getting off Alien very fast. Like, have you guys played Doom? I think it's three. Oh, that was funky. I oh, my it. goodness. Yeah, yeah, because it was Doom, and then Doom 2, Doom 64, and then it was Doom 3. Yeah. I played five minutes or something of that game. I had to stop, because I, I, I couldn't see anything. It, it was like, I was going around, and it was just like, oh, cool, I'm walking to a wall. I didn't know that past minute and a half, because <laughs> I couldn't see anything. <laughs> yeah, then you finally meet imps, and it takes like three shotgun blasts out of the five that you're given to kill them. Yeah, and there's this really, oh, it's really bad doom. But that was just an example of like it's too dark for fun. It's like yeah, you can turn up the brightness or something. Maybe um, I don't know. They had some good songs in it though. That was okay. Did they? Yeah, there's a couple good ones. Like, huh. they had a different BFG division, if I remember right. That was pretty good. For Doom 3? Yeah, I'll have to look it up later. Oh. I thought Mick Gordon invented that song. <laughs> Shrug. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. But yeah, definitely check out the book. It's a good read if you're all into reading books, for sure. <laughs> <That's pretty laughs> if you're big. able to read. <laughs> Y'all have Give eyes. it a chance. I would pay it's about 500, 510 pages. Oh, Mako read it like in what, two days? Oh, yeah, because he didn't put it down. Oh, yeah, because like at first I wasn't too sure. And then I think he, I think by chapter three, it sucked me in. And I needed to know what happened next. <laughs> yeah. And but... I will say, I don't want to spoil the ending, but I did like the ending. It was yeah, different it's... for what most horror movies do today. It ignored a bunch of the dumb tropes. Yeah, I, did, I like the ending, too. Like, it's a good, satisfying ending. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, just give yourself time. Um, it's not a, it's not like a comic book that you can really read pretty fast. Block off a weekend. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I read it pretty quick, but that's because I was sick at the time when I got it. Sick of the time when you got it? Oh, sick at the time. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't COVID, <laughs> don't worry, but I, I had something I had, had nothing to do besides just read, so... I mean, you're like holed up in your room and you're like, I hate right now. I'm <laughs> just like red until the time was different. Oh, yeah. It's time so bad I want to immerse myself in a post-apocalyptic world. <laughs> but, I mean, didn't they have like a VR 
Oh, of Alien. Alien? Or were they still talking about that for Alien? Oh, yeah, Isolation? Yeah, yeah, Isolation. Oh, oh that would so. be amazing in VR. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. I guess I'm not because in VR. Uh, no, no, I'm good. I don't want to play some knockout VR. Yeah, imagine PT in VR. <laughs> I was thinking ET. <laughs> <laughs> What's PT? Um, it was a Silent Hills demo. Oh, that. Yeah, everyone was super excited, and then Konami was like, "Can't have nice things, guys." Nope. Now we're gonna have uh the carrier simulator. Yeah, we're gonna have you death stranding, have fun clearing, carrying this bunch of packages up the mountain. But, Actually, that wasn't even Konami, though. That was Hideo Kojima by himself, because like, he'd left by then. Oh, really? Yeah. They did give us a crappy version of Metal Gear Solid, though. So they have sinned. <laughs> <laughs> they don't get away free. Yeah. But yeah, anyways, that's... Yeah, go read, check out the book. Do it now, please. <laughs> but um, after you finish this episode, but... So the next topic I feel like talk, I want to talk about today is um, a video game called Dishonored. The reason why I wanted to talk about this game is because not only is like one of my top five video games ever I ever played, but I also noticed our friend Tomeko Shark was playing through it the other day, and I was like, "Oh, check that out." <laughs> but, yeah. but anyways, I'll give a brief review. So Dishonored um, is like a like a role playing game, but it's not. It's more specifically a immersive sim. We can talk a little about that later, but um. It's a dark fantasy game where choices you make make a big difference in the story and the gameplay in itself. And um, it came out, was it 2017? Or no, 2012 it came yeah, out. It yeah, 2012. It's yeah. been a while. Yeah, I remember it was really popular when it first came out because it's very different. Like, I also really like how the genre it was. Like, it was, it's like steampunk, but whale punk, I guess, because everything's powered off of whale oil. Yeah, the way they describe it is whale punk. Yeah. So it's like fantasy and it's fantasy and science fiction kind of mixed together because there's a lot of magical elements, but there's also like sci-fi elements in it as well. And it's very interesting because you never see that very unique blend as well. But um, I guess, Mako Shark, what do you think about Dishonored? Like, why did you play it? Um, I think it's one of the better, one of the best stealth games I've played, really, because it it's solidly made. You know, like a lot of the mechanics let you just play the game you wait the way you want to play like you can be a super violent and summon up rat <laughs> summon hordes of rats to eat people so or chew up bodies I remember sometimes i get into a fight kill a guard and as i'm leaving out here like munch 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 behind me and i turn around and they're eating the freaking body and it's like disappearing piece by piece and like holy crap brutality brutality yeah by rats but um yeah, um, you can also go peaceful route, and it does affect the ending you get and how the characters around you perceive you. And we were actually talking about how there is a little girl in the game that makes drawings of you. So, and the drawings she makes of you change depending on how many people you've killed. So, I didn't kill anybody because I would feel too guilty. <laughs> It'd break your heart to see your daughter turn against you. <laughs> yeah, like she's kind of a daughter figure without spoiling too much and so it's actually really sweet she makes like a drawing of your character and writes daddy at the top and i was like oh my heart Let's so go stab people. <laughs> no but um you can learn different abilities that let you do things like teleport or climb and jump faster there's different routes you can take to meet your objective so it's a very well-made game and one of the things that attracts me to it is like 
Lemon was talking about the aesthetic, you know, because I can't think it's very unique. I can't think of anything like it. So there's, you know, cyberpunk, steampunk, all that stuff. This is the only one I've seen where it's like a mix of, let's say, the industrial age and, uh, and fantasy. Yeah, I fantasy, like. I'd say. Yeah. And they put a lot of detail into the world. Like you can like walk around and you can find like little notes of like, like people written and this makes it just it's so immersive because it, it makes the world feel more alive and like these people actually have like lives and whatnot and what and stuff but yeah and like one of the tools you receive is a heart with clockwork mechanisms inside it which is pretty gross but you can point it at people and it'll tell you stuff about them and you'll find out hey this guy's entire family died in the plague this guy entered the military so he could support his wife this guy murdered his friends so he could take his position. So just little things like that. It adds little like, things. <laughs> yeah. It adds some depth, you know? Yeah. And also another thing you mentioned before is the powers. I really love games that give you like a really good power fantasy. Like that's why I really love Doom and this game and other games I'll mention later. But you just feel so powerful with some of these powers you get. Like you can teleport and you can like just destroy people. It's, oh my gosh, it's so amazing. You can even, you can even freaking possess a rat. Like, well, they can oh, let yeah. you do that. You can freaking possess a rat and, like, walk around as a rat. But you also can get stomped on by the person who will just kill you. But, <laughs> really? Yeah, so be careful. Be careful when you use. <laughs> Has that ever happened to you before? No. What? <laughs> <laughs> you can also play as a fish, too. <laughs> just possess a squirrel. Just jump into the window. <laughs> uh, so good. Uh, so you've played before a little bit, haven't you, Hammer? Yeah. Yeah, I played probably up to, um, I don't remember like chapters but i played basically to like the first chapter um where you like you first get out and you're escaping and everything oh i remember that yeah that was like the first i'd ever seen of that game because some my buddy had bought it for me and i was like okay i'll get around to that eventually but it was you playing it that made me think yeah it's about time i start this <laughs> yeah and did you uh, play stealthy or um i was trying to do stealthy but it was kind of hard um I'm still stealthy if there's no witnesses. <laughs> I know, right? Uh I don't know, I kinda wanted to kill people, but I just I didn't. Um unless like I really couldn't pass them. Uh then I was just like, okay, whatever, let's go. Um But when you guys are talking, it just kinda reminded me. Like maybe not story wise, but gameplay it reminded me a lot of Bioshock. Um, oh, yeah. Probably more the infinite, because uh, that's a little more steampunkish. Um, not so much, but it is. You know, you have like a grappling hook thing to go along lines. You know, it's in the sky. They're using wind power and everything. It's nineteen twenties. Yeah. Um, Did you say they're a little similar animation wise too? It's a little more cartoony in Dishonored. Dishonored. Okay. Yeah, they kind of go for more of a stylized look rather than a realistic look. Yeah, well, Bioshock's pretty good about not doing that as well. I mean, they still have all the human figures and stuff like that, um, but it's not like super realistic. They're they're pretty good about that. But then again, you know, you you also have your interesting powers, like so many bees or wasps out of your hand, which is kind of gross. Don't look at your hand when you do that. <laughs> um, you know, lighting stuff on fire, freezing it, lightning taking control of stuff. Um, there's other powers to boost you up, uh, stronger 
guns. You can even like take pictures of people, kind of a little similar to the heart, except when you take pictures, it can give you boosts on attacking those people because you find like weak points in the pictures or something like that. Huh. Um, I don't, I don't know if the heart does that, but that is. No, it kind of reminded me as well. You know, it's also another first person, not as an RPG, but you know, it's something that you like. You also get skills that you can switch between and what kind of use what you want to use against things. I mean, obviously, uh, it's a little more linear than Dishonored. Um, like you can't really not make a decision that will affect something later on, or. Uh, like, you can change the ending based on if you help or not some uh, characters, the little sisters. Um, like, I think there's three endings, at least in the first one. But, you know, it's kind of, it also has that power, you know, charm to it. You can use what you want. Yeah, but it's actually really interesting that you compare it with the Bioshock because. One thing that Bioshock and Dishonored have in common is that they're classified as an immersive sim. So for those out there who don't know what an immersive sim is, so it's like a genre of video game. It's a video game genre, and it's very similar to RPG, but the thing that's different from an RPG from immersive sim is that an immersive sim, which I'll read from the Wikipedia, is that it emphasizes player choice and that its core defined trait is the use of simulated systems that respond to a variety of player actions which combine blah, blah 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 basically like they try to make it as like realistic as possible where they add like a bunch of physics and a bunch of immersive stuff into the game and it's usually first person because they want to without being vr they want to like simulate virtual reality as much as possible so we were discussing it earlier um make a what's what was the main difference between rpg and uh, immersive rpgs have like stats or something like that uh yeah the way it explained it because we all had to look this up um, yeah. it said rpgs tend to focus more on statistics which i guess for an example is why they call fire emblem a tactical rpg so and then an immersive sim is yeah they try to immerse you as much as possible typically they're first person so i think skyrim would count as an immersive sim so i think that's the main difference yeah, and um, immersive sims tend to be first person as well. So another list. Um, so the, immersive, the first immersive sim, I guess, was called. No, what was it called? One second. System Shock. So oh, I knew, oh, I knew yeah, it. I was yeah, going to yeah. say System Shock. Yeah, System Shock was apparently like the first like immersive sim, and all these other games kind of follow a similar formula. Another immersive sim that's really popular that um, Mako's played is um, Hitman. Oh, I love Hitman so much. It's Except third it's not person, first person. Yeah. yeah, it's not first person, no, but it's, yeah, it's one of those nuances, but. Well, so I, guess I feel like, like oh. I feel like it's, it's one, it's the game genre that is trying to make you the person, the character. Yeah, like you control their actions and then an RPG would probably be stuff like Final Fantasy where you just tell them, hey, hit that thing with lightning and they do it. Yeah, or kind of like, you know, for example, like Halo or Metroid or something. They're first person, but you're playing Master Chief. You're playing Samus Heron. You're not playing you, you know. Yeah. Like, it, it Dishonored, I don't think they really talk about the main character's name. Oh, Corvo? 
Yeah, do they, like, do they mention it all the time? Oh, yeah, like, his, you know, we can probably just say spoilers, the game's eight years old. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, um, his daughter, Emily, just calls him Corvo all the time. Okay, because I didn't know about that. Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh. I haven't finished the daughter. Well, you've had eight years. <laughs> <laughs> I have had the game for a long time. There's also true. a second one, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a weird nuance, like, it's hard, it's hard, I guess... Another way I think, another way I see it is that usually the immersive sims are more small compared to RPG. Like, they're more... The world's not as explorable. Yeah, there's not as much to explore, but there's a lot more, like, density-wise. Okay. Immersive sim has, like, a lot more density, but RPG is, like, huge with, like, a lot of stuff. It's more about exploring and kind of doing your own path, but story-wise, I guess. Yeah, RPGs are more story-wise, but yeah. But so else... would Breath of the Wild be an immersive no, I wouldn't say it's immersive because you're playing yeah. Link's story. Yeah, yeah, thinking the same with things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's it tries. There's a lot of games, especially RPGs, that you can like name the main character. You, know, you can name uh, Link. You can name whoever name you want. You know, you can do the main character in Skyrim. That one's, you know, you can make the character that you want. Um, but I think the the reason why they uh, choose first person a lot is that you don't see yourself a lot you're just seeing what you're doing yeah um like going back to bioshock like you i think you only see what the main character looks like maybe twice in the whole entire game like at the end cutscene, and then maybe another scene cutscene. yeah um like when you're when you're seeing pictures of yourself or something like that other than that you like you you start out the game you don't even know what you um, and I feel that's kind of similar with Dishonored. What I remember, you don't really see yourself at first. Well, you see paintings of yourself, but you don't, you never, like, see a reflection or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. and so, like, that, that game, like, like, the title of the genre, it's, it's supposed to be more immersive. Yeah. yeah, like, you don't even hear Corvo's voice until the second one. Yeah. yeah. Didn't have a voice actor for him until the second one. Kind of like Dead Space, except they just paid a guy money to go (laughs) 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 yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) is that a necromorph over there (laughs) it was just one of the developers just decided to throw his own voice in it (laughs) imagine if you had a southern accent that'd be kind of fun like a zombie with a southern accent oh yeah 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 Yeah. they go and there's one that goes or something oh yeah i don't know (laughs) i don't know a french one that goes God, don't piss off the French listeners. <laughs> um, would that be immersive? Asking. Yeah. Well, kind I mean, of. You don't really see Isaac until the end. Yeah, it takes off his. Well, you see him in the front, actually. You see him in the beginning, but you only see him oh, from true, the back of the head. And if you turn the camera around, you can see him. Yeah, yeah. You only well, see him twice. But I guess, like, your choices don't really change anything. Because Hitman, you have the choice of how you're going to kill somebody. Like, am I going to throw them in the fireplace or am I going to poison just shoot sure. them in the head? Or poison their coke lines. Oh, yeah. That was on one <laughs> mission. You had to poison their cocaine lines. <laughs> just bend over the counter and snort some and drop over to Yeah. <laughs> just... And I was like, what happened? Some bad coke. <laughs> it's probably make some Pepsi in it. What? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Back in the good old days. <laughs> Back in the good old days. Yeah. <laughs> good old days where Coke actually had Coke. I love that one 
it was just like a picture. Um, and it's just like, I think it was like a thumbnail. Like we, we remade the original or like 18 something <laughs> Coke recipe. And it was like, Oh, that's cool. And it's like, wait a second. <laughs> Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. <laughs> Hold up. Wait a minute. Yeah. If any, if any of you have any thoughts about immersive sims or what the difference is, please let us know in the comments. We're confused about it too. So <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we played a ton of them. Probably we, we don't even know the difference. Enlighten us, please. Yeah. They're probably, it's like a genre, game genre is kind of dying out because it's really hard to make them. Like yeah. I, was reading, I was reading an article about it and they say that investors or game developers don't invent, invest a lot of time into immersive sims because when you when you make an immersive sim, like you put in a lot of content that like the one player won't, probably won't see. Oh yeah, because there's a lot of games that you do one playthrough. Yeah. Um, but these immersive sims, you have to do like three different playthroughs to get like all the different outcomes and all that and people aren't going to do that. Is generally as much, you know. Yeah, it's usually until after the game's out for a while and people replay it and like they talk. It's like, oh yeah, did you play? He's like, yeah, I did. He's like, what about that ending? He's like, what are you talking about? Like, my ending was totally different. Like, wait a second. That's what YouTube's for. Oh yeah, like yeah, of course YouTube <laughs> now you can just watch any type of gameplay. You can even probably watch the whole playthrough of like the good way or someone going in the bad ending, quote unquote. Right? Oh yeah. <laughs> I was watching clips from Dishonored, and someone went for a high chaos run through. So, like, uh, the part where you're supposed to kidnap this lady from a party, he actually kidnaps her, and he's taking her down to the boat to do a non-lethal, you know, neutralization, whatever. But he can't get the door open. He was supposed to get the key off of her, but he didn't know. So he just drops her and shoots her in the head and just walks out. <laughs> and everyone in the comments is like, "You just gave up, didn't you?" And he's like, "Yeah." Like the effing door is not going to open and forget. <laughs> Why did you just use your head? <laughs> just use your head. I don't the want door. to use my head. <laughs> what was that movie? Toy Story. Yeah, Toy Story. Yeah, the second one. Uh, oh, that's a good joke. Sorry. You, you didn't watch it with us, but it was after Halloween. But on Disney Plus, there's a Halloween Toy Story special. Yeah, because we're that... watching The Mandalorian. <laughs> Hey, this is on. Yeah, didn't that come out just this year? Um, it came out a few years ago, but really? yeah, they just added it to Disney Plus. Okay, because that was the first I ever seen it. And that was pretty good. Yeah, it was. I liked it. Yeah, like if you want to watch it, we, we won't, probably won't talk about it. Um, it's just a little fun little Halloween Toy Story movie. Give you some memories. <laughs> but we were saying like. I guess I can understand why they would make immersive games, like why they would be more difficult to make, because you have to put in a, a ton of content for the players' different choices. Yeah, and it seems like a lot of, like there's there are there's the RPG games out there that like have the backing and they or the funding. They seem to go all out, and it takes like five years, and they make like a really big game. But immersive sims tend to be like smaller, smaller, smaller game development companies, I guess, and yeah, they're kind of going now, but. My hope is that with Cyberpunk 2077 that these type of games will come back more because the more I look in, the more I hear about Cyber or Cyberpunk, it looks like it's going to be like an immersive sim, but like on steroids. <laughs> well, couldn't you classify that as kind of more of RPG? Yeah, it's an RPG, but they're kind of... Well, but if there are like consequences... The first, yeah, the first person moving, they're doing like a lot of environmental interactions. Yeah, I was reading the Wikipedia article and it said that immerse, or immersive sims have like a lot more environment interactiveness yeah yeah so it looks like cyberpunk's gonna have that so 
Cyberpunk will lean more towards RPG, but it definitely has immersive sim vibes to me. So I'm kind of hoping that'll inspire more immersive sims to come out. So the moral of the story is go buy Cyberpunk whenever it comes out. Yeah. yeah. Maybe maybe wait for a review, but I'm definitely going to buy it because I know it'll be at least a decent game. Like it'll do, I'm not sure. I'm, not, oh, I'm holding my breath on like if it's going to be the most amazing game ever made in existence, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be a good game. You know, they, yeah. they spent eight years working on this and it's the same people that made Witcher 3, so it's definitely going to be good. You know? Yeah, as long as they don't just pull a Duke Nukem forever. Oh. It's like a decade or something. Yeah, and... that was sad. Ah, didn't age well. Yeah, there was another game called Too Human that had a lot of potential. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight years in development and... That fell apart. Some yeah. of the gameplay's not bad, but yeah. I don't know about the story. I watched one of my friends play it. It was pretty fun watching. Yeah, the story was interesting, but just didn't click with everything that was going on. Mm-hmm. When you have weird stuff like a laser gun called the atomizer of transhuman nobility or something weird like that. What is this game? Too human? Yeah. <laughs> How's it like T T W O human? No, uh T oh, did you say T double O? T W O. Oh, no, it's a T-O-O human. <laughs> oh, I see, I see. Yeah, yeah. That's thing like T-I double go. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, some of the powers are pretty cool. Um, and how yeah. you can take down stuff. But it does kind of get repetitive. Yeah, that was a big problem. I guess, to explain the story real quick, the idea is that the Norse gods were actually technologically advanced humans that would protect the non-augmented humans. So, and then some disaster happened and they disappeared. And that's why nowadays we're just known as legends. But yeah, it didn't really get off the ground. And it's a shame because it had a lot of potential. Yeah. I mean, it should after eight years of development. Well, what would the sequel be called? It was going to be about the giants. Yeah, but we called Two Human Two. <laughs> no, that's when you use the T W O human. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Two humans. There's more than one now. I guess there's a difference between being in development hell for 10 years and development actually working on it for 10 years. Yeah, that's fair. It could have yeah. been, been like just delayed and people could have just been messing around rather than actually working on it for 10 years. You never know. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> but Yeah, I don't know the story since we weren't in the studios or anything watching. Or were we? <laughs> no, I wasn't there. I'm not sure about you guys, but I wasn't. Actually, a fun one... Um, there's another YouTuber named Video Game Donkey that came out with a fun video about The Sopranos, the video game, which The Sopranos is supposed to be the best show ever made, but the video game was so freaking bad. <laughs> and it's sad because they show development interviews and everyone's like, we're putting so much work into this game, you know, like we got all the original cast working around the clock and they show, he shows actual gameplay and it's so buggy and dull and just trash in general. It's sad. Yeah, a lot of work goes into video games. But sometimes it doesn't always pay off. Yeah. 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 It's not effort that matters. It's well effort does matter, but in the end if the product doesn't meet doesn't meet the expectations, it doesn't matter how much work you put into it. Alrighty. Well, thank you all for sticking around this long. I guess we'll have to leave you tonight, but Thanks again for listening to our podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Lemon Shark out. Ooh. <laughs> Sorry. <What? laughs>
Go out.